1: Jesus said, if you hold to my teachings, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Have you ever been asked the question, what's happening? You may have responded by sharing all the trials that you are faced with at that time. But how you share those things says a lot about your outlook on life. What I mean by that is this, that we can either see ourselves as a victim or a victor. A victim faces life with a sense of deficiency. He feels he is without resources to cope with all his circumstances. In this case, life happens to the victim, and he just has to cop it sweet. But a victor experiences the same trials and yet knows that he has been made sufficient for the totality of life. He can do all things through Christ who strengthens him. Life doesn't happen to a victor, he happens to life. The difference can be described as like that between a thermometer and a thermostat. The mercury in a thermometer goes up or down according to the temperature. But a thermostat is not controlled by the temperature, rather it controls the temperature. So dear friend, my question to you is, what's happening? This is Set Free with Ken Legg.
0: And it's nice to have you with us. It's Phil here along with author and pastor Ken Legg. And we're looking at Joseph's dreams this week. It's good, Ken, to be reminded of those options that you just mentioned, but it's still pretty challenging.
1: I know what you mean, Phil, but uh, sometimes it appears that our understanding of God, especially when we go through difficult times, is, is not much different to pagans. Let me give you an illustration here. you remember when uh, Paul suffered shipwreck and they ended up on this island of Malta? Mm-hmm. And he was gathering up some sticks some firewood. And this viper comes out of the, the the wood and bites him on the hand. Now all the natives are looking on and think, ah, this guy here, you know, he, he, God was trying to judge him, and that's why the shipwreck happened. And he got away with that, but now God's caught up with him. The, you know, the snake's got him, and he'll die soon. But then they watched him and watched him, and he didn't drop dead. And then they changed their mind and said, no, this guy's a champion. He's a real hero. So, you know, we kind of uh, can get the impression that we're we're in favor with God or out of favor with God by what's happening in our lives.
0: Yeah, and I guess if there was anybody who had an opportunity to uh, think something was going wrong because he perhaps did something wrong was Joseph. He was sold into slavery by his brothers. Uh, and lots of other things happened along the way of his story, but he didn't have that victim mentality. He had plenty of reason to, mm. but he began to emerge as a
1: victor, as we saw yesterday, and it wasn't the end of his troubles. No, it wasn't. In fact, it was just the beginning. You know, Joseph was sold in Egypt uh, to a prominent Egyptian called Potiphar, who was the captain of the guard, and Potiphar could see that God was with him. So Joseph was trusted with more and more responsibility until everything in Potiphar's sphere was turned over to him. Now, here's an interesting aside, um, Phil. In Potiphar's household, Joseph would have become familiar with Egyptian life in general and with the principles of successful business administration, you could say. Uh, And so, you know, whilst this is a trial for him, actually, without him realising it, he was getting trained for what lay ahead. Yeah. And, um, you know, he learned to dignify his trials. Now, just getting back to the story, Potiphar is called an officer of Pharaoh. Now, you look at this word in the Hebrew, it actually means saris, which is a eunuch. Uh, One of the customs was for prominent officers that were closely associated to the king's court to be castrated to prevent them from attempting a coup to establish their own dynasty. So, you know, here you've got a situation where you've got a frustrated wife, okay? You've got um, this well-built and handsome man, as the Bible describes Joseph, living in the same house. She's trying to seduce him, you know? And the Bible says that this happens day by day. This is going on every day, trying to wear him down. But he resisted. Uh, It's quite interesting when you look at this chapter, chapter 39, I believe it is in Genesis, because the one before talks about how his brother Judah Succumb to sexual temptation. But here's Joseph down in Egypt. Mm. Every reason to kind of feel sorry for himself and maybe, um, uh, you know, be looking for a little bit of self indulgence or whatever. But he stands firm.
0: But that, of course, ushers in the next really interesting part in the story. Uh, She turned against him, of course, and accused Mm. him. Uh, And that was then uh, proof, really, that she didn't love Joseph. Uh, He, you know, he rejected her and then she dobbed him in for something that he didn't do and caused a whole lot of pain in his life. It's kind of that old saying, you know, Ken, you know, hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. That
1: That's this situation, isn't it? That's right. She had it in for him after that, and uh, she went for him and got him in big trouble. She uh, accused him of being the one that, you know, tried to seduce her. And uh, the Bible says that Potiphar's wrath was kindled. But it doesn't say against Joseph, which is quite interesting. And, and I reckon, Phil, you know, he knew Joseph. And he knew his wife as well. and yeah. uh, But he was boxed in the corner and, and he was really angry because this has now turned his world upside down. He had a good man in Joseph, but he's got to discipline him. He's got to, you know, because this accusation is brought against him. And uh, so off he goes to prison. But he was placed in that part of the prison that was reserved for political, not criminal, pr- prisoners. Um, so what do you do when you're, you're accused falsely, as he was? He's, a, he's, a, he's gone to jail because of false accusations. And sometimes... We get accused of doing things we haven't done. How do we handle that? Well, sometimes we have the opportunity to vindicate ourselves, but not always. And uh, sometimes we've just got to leave it in God's hands. You know, the Bible says, commit your way to the Lord, trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. He shall bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. And, uh, you know, Joseph did not um, protest his innocence. We don't read anyway. Uh, He just again went through this next phase of suffering, not realising that again it was preparing him and getting him ready for that which ultimately God was going
0: to bring him to. And of course, if he hadn't have been there in the prison again, like if he hadn't been sold into slavery, it wouldn't have led on to the next part of, of what actually happened to him. That's but right. You could say, you know, poor old Joseph, you know, he was just getting on his feet and now he's another setback. When that happens
1: to us, how do we handle it? What should we do? Yeah, I mean, he must have really longed to be vindicated because he was innocent here. He was resisting this temptation. Uh, he had real regard for his master. He had, of course, regard for God. He had values, and he was upholding them. And now he was in prison uh, indefinitely. You know, for something he didn't do. So he would obviously uh, really be, you know, quite upset about everything that had gone on in his life. Mm. Um, But, of course, we need to remember that God's ultimate goal for us is much higher than our vindication. We're not always going to be vindicated. Uh, Jesus Jesus was not vindicated at his trial. If he was vindicated, Phil, we would be on our way to hell now. Hmm. You know, when he was put on trial, if he was let off when he was, you know, accused and he didn't go to the cross, then... There'd be no salvation for us. Um, But no, Jesus did not have to speak in his self-defense. He opened not his mouth. The Bible says he made himself of no reputation. He didn't really care what others thought about him because that's not the real issue. The real issue is God's greater purpose for our lives. And, you know, maybe we're speaking today to some listeners out there, Phil, and they may have suffered injustice and want to be vindicated. And we have to say, hey, look, it may never happen. God may never vindicate you on earth but what he does promise is that he will make all things work together for good. Uh, he'll use those negative circumstances to train you to to fulfill the dream that he's put in your heart and then when God wants you for duty for that thing that he's prepared you for you'll be ready because this is a part of the uh, you know the training process yeah, well, you have to go
0: through those things to actually be shaped. You know, a diamond doesn't become the sparkling diamond that we have, you know, in jewelry and so on. Yeah. When you dig it up out of the ground, it actually has to be shaped, and that
1: goes through a process. And it's the same thing. Same thing. Now you think about Joseph having these dreams as a young boy in his father's house back there in Israel. Now where is he? He's in jail in Egypt. Somebody once said it's like, um, you know, we're arrows in the hand of God, and uh, the arrow is at the furthest part of its uh, from its target when it's drawn back in the bow. You think about it; it's actually drawn away from mm-hmm. the target. But that's just before it's about to be fired. And sometimes we can feel, "Hey, I'm not," you know, "I'm not being drawn closer to what God has put in my heart—the dreams, the vision, the, the you know, the promises He's given to me." Seems like I'm being drawn back from those things. But that's the principle that operates here. And uh, here's Joseph in prison. They were hard years, uh, you know. They were indefinite years. He didn't know how long he was going to be there. But the thing is, they didn't hurt him. Because he kept a right spirit. He didn't let this thing, you know, cause bitterness and resentment in him. He kept a good spirit. This all comes out, Phil, at the end when he reunites with his brothers, you know. He can see the hand of God, the sovereignty of God. You meant it for evil, but God meant this for good.
0: helpful and fascinating look at Joseph's dreams and how they apply to us. Do join us tomorrow as we continue this conversation. And until then, remember you don't have to carry that baggage. God wants you to be set free.
1: For books, DVDs, small group studies and other resources from Ken Legg and details about Ken's ministry, shop online at vision.org.au. That's vision.org.au.